Hey everybody, welcome to the show. I see things a little differently. <laughs> we are doing the Monday show. And the name, it's, it's actually interesting. The name of this episode is called Wear Week. And I was actually laughing because I was watching an episode of Seinfeld before I hit the record button. Um, but this week was anything but funny. And it's funny because, well, it's no pun intended, I guess. It's, it's ironic, I guess, that... I was writing notes on Monday, and I was out, I was in Arizona, and I got started writing some notes, and I said, "Man, this feels like it's gonna be a weird week." I said that in my head, so I said, I said "That's the name. That's, that's what I'm gonna call it, right?" And then Tuesday hit, and then Wednesday hit, and everything that's happened this week has been, um, wow, mind-boggling confusing um other uh, no pun intended since the halloween just passed scary um and as everything's going on i'm literally for the first time in oof, it's been a while since i literally went to every website i know other websites people are telling me to go to i'm going on wrestlingobserver.com like everyone's trying to get up to up uh, updates on this this the current situation. And for those of you who don't know what I'm talking about, because a lot of you rely on podcasts like this to do your to get your information, ROH has officially announced that they will go on hiatus. It will be after final battle in December, so they're gonna record a bunch of shows and everything, and then the final battle will be their last official episode under this regime. So ROH, as we know it, is getting an official reboot. And all talents have been officially released. So, if your contract was up at the end of the year, you're good to go. In Europe, you'll be paid till then. If your contract is good to go past then, you'll be paid up until March 31st. So, essentially, they're firing you with pay. So, essentially, you're getting a, uh, what's that thing called? A, a, not a stimulus, but, um, what is it called? It's not, it's not, it's called a, it's not called a relief package. But you guys get what I'm saying. Uh, it's a package you get filled with benefits and money for like a six-month time period um, when you've been let go from your job. And so we're going to read the statement first. Throughout the pandemic, our top priority was to keep everyone healthy and safe. And despite not producing any live events over 18 months, we were able to keep everyone fully contracted. We now find ourselves at a time where we need to make changes to our business operations and are planning a pivot of Ring of Honor, for Ring of Honor, excuse me, with a new mission and strategy. The year will culminate with a final battle in December, and we will be taking the first quarter of 2022 off to work internally to reimagine ROH. ROH has the most dedicated fans in the industry, and we appreciate your loyalty and patience as we recomp excuse me, reconceptualize, reconceptualize ROH. We anticipate returning to live events in April for the Supercar of Honor with a new fan-focused product and provide a unique experience for wrestling fans. A lot to unpack there. So, essentially, it's a season finale, which is Final Battle. My only concern is we were told we were getting a season finale of WCW Nitro in 2001. We have yet to get that back. And so I don't know. And since, apparently, and let's also go through some of the notes I have or some of the things I've read. 
According to Sean Ross Sapp of Fightful.com, John Koff told the talent had multiple meetings trying to fight for ROH, but ultimately Sinclair made the decision in the call. Talent was not told that talent was told that there was some type of TV show that would be in place after Final Battle, but weren't told what it would be. So essentially, there will still be ROH television, but no one knows if it's going to be new, old, blah blah blah. And Sinclair has, let's be honest, before you can destroy Sinclair, they have funded this company, kept it afloat for many, many, many years through all the iterations of ROH. Um, ROH is far from its glory days. When we're talking about the CM Punks and the Daniel Bryans and the uh, and Samoa Joes who, who led the way, it's been kind of a sinking ship. And I remember vividly, I remember this vividly. When they had that show in New Japan, the WrestleMania weekend a few years ago, I remember the one thing that came out of that, because I think I, that was the last WrestleMania I actually went to. And I remember vividly coming out of that, because I didn't go to the show. And I didn't go to Hall of Fame either. I forgot what I did. I went to NXT. That's what I did. And because um, I'd never been to an NXT show. And um, I remember vividly, the one thing that came out of it from people that were talking to me, because we all kind of like met up. I, even though I went there by myself, you all kind of find meetups and you see other wrestling fans and blah, blah, blah. And I remember vividly, the thing that came out of it the most was ROH didn't do anything impressive at all. And I was like, huh, okay. And like, no one had anything to say about any of the ROH matches. People just were just there for the New Japan, which makes sense. You barely see those, those guys. And so they haven't, had, they haven't had a buzz in a long time. And if we're being real, the last time they probably had a freaking buzz... Oh, I don't. I thought about this all week. This came out on Wednesday. I've been thinking about this since when. And mind you, I've I've been back and forth from Denver Comic Con this weekend. Thank you for everyone who showed up. Um, and I knew I had a busy week ahead of me, being out of town and back in town for a con. I've been racking my brain when last time Ari had like a real, real hot buzz. I don't know when. You know, maybe when the Bullet Club members kind of started getting over even more, and then. You, you started being able to integrate people like the Hardy Boys and them having ladder matches with the, the Young Bucks and stuff like that. But I don't know when it's the last time they actually had a real buzz. And so, a lot, and that is his thing, right? The reason why a lot of people are mad is then this news comes out. Let's read this. Sinclair has reached a deal with the new Women of Wrestling group with Jeannie Buss and David McLean at the helm and Tessa Blanchard as a top star to have weekend programming for its station starting in the fall of 2022. So then people thought that they were trying to dump ROH for that. And I don't think that's the case at all. I mean, I I believe what they're saying. Like, they, they know they're a cold product. Like, Jim Cornette said something in a shoot interview. One of Sean, on um, K-Fabe, Quarant- uh, K-Fabe Commentaries shoot interviews. I think it's uh, WWE 97, which is one of the best shoot interviews you'll see. It's very informative. It's funny. You know, whatever. If you can deal with Cornette. If you can't deal with it, then you're going to hate it. And he said, if you're hot, you cannot do anything wrong. If you're cold, you can't get anything right. Which is not even a major saying, air quotes, I'm doing air quotes, you can see me doing air quotes, but it makes sense. And so I'm kind of sitting there like, what in the blue hell is going on? You know, like, so obviously, and also it's proof in the pudding. I saw a Dalton Castle uh, uh, McQueen, a lot of talent has started already booking independent shows already. Um, so a lot of these people are not gonna be out of work for long, but some of these people had no interest in going anywhere else. People like Jay Lethal, 
who's going on record as saying, uh, he, he, I think he just signed a new deal with ROH, like what, earlier this year or like late last year? Him, Jonathan Gresham, who's married to Jordana Grace, like even I wouldn't be surprised if it ends up an impact. A lot of these people just didn't have the interest in having to go and be reimagined in the eyes of WWE. Because at one point in time, Jay Lethal was hot and WWE definitely wanted him. Um, so I don't, I don't know, man. It's like really a weird time, but it's also a scary time. But I refuse to destroy Sinclair because they put a lot of money into ROH. They support ROH very much. And I don't think this is the end of their relationship. But I'm sure they went to him and said, hey, look here, dude, y'all need to do something better. Like, it, wrestling is hot right now. Why are you guys not hot? Even with Impact not doing, not, it, it, it essentially, is a, it, it feels like you're in church when you're watching an Impact show and it's like, a, a pile driver. It's really, really like, the, the acoustics just don't work for me when I watch Impact stuff. Even with them, they have more of a buzz. And like I said, it's not the Impact with... Kurt Angle versus Samoa Joe or AJ Styles and Christopher Daniels and Samoa Joe stealing the show with the X Division. I get that. But even then, they have more of a buzz and more of things going on. And wrestling is hot again. People, especially coming out of this pandemic as we're still moving out, man, people still want to go to shows. They still want to join. ROH, I will say this, they have a cult-like fan base. The people like ROH, they really like ROH. But I think also... And this, I could be completely wrong here, but this is a vibe I get from ROH fans, like people who are strictly ROH fans. They're like, to me, they're more of like image and dark horse fans of comic books. They can, they watch WWE and AEW, but they're like, this is where I, I love, this is what I love. You know, they don't have an allegiance to those companies. They can watch all wrestling. They're more evolved, not evolved. Yeah, fuck it. They're more evolved. <laughs> um, you get offended, whatever the fuck, I don't care. Um, and to me, their fan base is going to stay by them no matter what. And I don't know what it means by reimagining and making it more fan focused. I don't know what that means. Everything's supposed to be fan focused, right? That's why Tony Khan gets shit because I, I just read something, some article. This guy was calling himself like the Chadster the entire time. And I thought that was fucking weird. And I was like, what does this even mean? This is just weird. And um, I, I, he was saying how he didn't enjoy Eddie Kingston versus Daniel Bryan on Rampage because it just wasn't believable that Daniel Bryan could beat Eddie Kingston. And at this point, dude, it's fucking wrestling, dude. It's also not believable that Thanos, without the Infinity Gauntlet, can kick all three of the, the top trio of Avengers' asses, but it happened. So let's just be real. You know what I'm saying? Also, it's not believable that someone who wields Infinity Gauntlet with the most power is going to hold back when he's being... He's just going to kill everybody. That's just, that's not a thing. So, and you still watch it, you know? If you don't watch it, then don't, then whatever the fuck, dude. It's not that serious, you know? But I don't know what any of that means. I don't have any ideas. My only hope is as they release all this talent, they're going to get some of it back, right? Because not WWE, AEW, Impact, uh, New Japan won't be interested in all of them. But maybe as they're refocusing, they can then strike a deal with AEW, with New Japan. I know they had issues with New Japan before, but maybe like they can instruct deals and say, hey, this is what we want to do. This is our vision. How can we help? And how can you help? Um, I just, it's, it's a, to me, it's kind of a sad day, though, because it's kind of like, wow. And so, it, and it helps me put into perspective how far they've fallen. Because I've been to a ton of ROH shows. Matter of fact, 
one of the stories I love to tell the people, I don't tell it enough, in my opinion, that I'm going to tell it to the world now. If I think it's the first time I'm going to tell a story. The first, only time I remember AJ, AJ Styles was at ROH show the night before he debuted in the 2016 Royal Rumble. True story. So he was uh, let go, and then the rumors were, hey, he's going to be in Florida for the Royal Rumble. And those rumors were picking up. And I remember I saw a meme. And it said, hey, when I go to Japan, I get this. And it was like something. When Triple H goes to Japan, he gets Nakamura, the Good Brothers, and AJ Styles. It was a great fucking meme. So at this point, the hype was boom. And then I remember vividly, it's Friday morning, the show was on Saturday. I wasn't going to go to the ROH show. Because the ROH show used to actually run 10 minutes from my house at the stadium. It would either be in the city of Atlanta or uh, right by the house that I was in in Gwinnett County. Mainly in Gwinnett County. And you could fit more people in there and blah, blah, blah. Anyways, um, I get a notification that AJ Styles is going to be at ROH. And I was like, is this tomorrow? I was like, holy crap. So I immediately bought a ticket. As a matter of fact, I actually felt bad because I didn't see the line for AJ Styles. And like, I just kind of jumped up front because no one was there and he was sitting there. I mean, I mean, I just walked straight to him. I walked in the building, walked straight to him. Apparently, it was a line, and I just told the guy I was a VIP, and the guy said, oh, whatever the fuck, I don't care. <laughs> and uh, I met him, got a picture, got an autograph, um, and I remember he had, I can't remember who he did a Styles Clash to, but they were throwing the the ribbons and stuff, and they were starting to clean up, and he got on the mic and said, no, no, leave it here. I don't know when next time I experienced this, and that's when everyone was like, oh, I got him, I was him confirming that he was going to WWE essentially. And so, like when you see those those things, and ROH has been very much influential. And it's not dead. I don't believe it's dead. It's the old one might be dead, but the new one's gonna be whatever it is, right? We won't know until April 2022 when they're gonna run Super Carvana and we'll see how that looks. But if you look at the things they were able to do, they were able to have Bruno San Martino signings, which I it was only in Pittsburgh, so I wasn't going there at the time. But like you see the things that they do, that was definitely a buffer to get people to the next level or even get them back. Because Eddie Guerrero went to ROH when he got fired and then he was sent back up. And so to me, it's one of those situations where it's just like, wow, like what, what does this mean? You know? Um, and also at the same time, what does it mean for a talent that didn't want to go anywhere else? Will we still see Jay Lethal in places? Will we still, like, will, will, does this mean Jay Lethal's going to retire? Because he made it pretty clear in the interviews previously. He says he had no interest in going to WWE. You know, he made a good amount of money. He is the longest reigning ROH champion of all time, um, combined reigns. Um, I think he was the only ROH champion. I could be wrong. I mean, because I haven't, I haven't watched, stayed up with it consistently. But I believe for a good while he was the only ROH champion to be TV and ROH champion at the same time. Um and I'm a, I'm a Jay Lethal fan, as I've said on this, on this podcast before. So I don't know what this means, but it's it's going to be an interesting 2022 as wrestling, to me, is just, just going to get hotter. It's just going to get hotter and hotter. Daniel Bryan and CM Punk have delivered. And they're and as their feuds build, it's good, they're, they're going to keep... Because we haven't even touched matches with, Eddie K, with, with CM Punk yet. We have not touched any dream matches with CM Punk. And if you think about dream matches... We're still getting them from Daniel Bryan, Bryan Danielson. Like, even though he wrestled Eddie Kingston a long time ago, even though he wrestled Kenny, 
these guys are now names. You know, and, and, and first of all, Daniel Bryan, Bryan Danielson has torn the show freaking up. Him and Eddie Kingston tore the house down to where they, was, they had to split the crowd and the crowd were booing him, but they had to respect it because it was like, dude, he's just kicking ass. And then Eddie Kingston, which I think is going to be his full gear match, is going to be him versus CM Punk. And because he interrupted CM Punk and CM Punk said, do you want to go to sleep again? I just saw what happened out there. And we haven't even touched much of what we can see in the future and who knows what jumps are going to happen between AEW to WWE and vice versa. But it's like, wrestling's going to get hotter. So I'm hoping we, we don't... I'm hoping, I'm hoping we've not seen the end of people like Dalton Castle, Jay Lethal, Jonathan Gresham. These are really talented people that can still contribute to the industry. So um, I would suggest to wrestling fans, this is going to be a huge ask. Don't be yourselves. Don't be wrestling fans. Be sympathetic, be understanding, and understand that this is a business and that Sinclair did everything they could do. But eventually it comes time for change. And I guess this is our witch's time for, for change. Um, speaking of other releases, though, um, MLW has done a number of releases themselves. And it's been Boo Kadu, Beastman, and Leo Bryan, who were, some of them were just signed, I think, more than a year ago. Someone just signed in February. Um, All together, I think they have four different releases. And um, it's, uh, look here, dude, most of these companies didn't release anyone. Most of these people were still getting paid, which is not, it's probably they paid their bottom, their, their minimum, but they were still being paid. So just, hey, man, uh, if you love merchandise, wrestling, I wish I was still a wrestling merchandise fan as far as like t-shirts and stuff. If I see something cool, I'll buy it. But I, I'm more like an action figure guy or whatever, obviously, as you guys know. But um, if you guys have merchandise, hey, man, support them, you know, don't. Don't think that it's you. Don't don't be in your head thinking that it's not okay. I mean that, that you don't that don't be in your head like should I do this? If you want to do it, do it. You know, um, twenty dollars goes a long way to some people. I'm sure they, it means a lot. But um, yeah, that's been it's been a weird week. And speaking of weird weeks, let's just get into some news and notes. Then we'll get into NXT. Then we'll get into freaking AEW. Then we'll get out of here. Um, Rollins is a new number. Seth Rollins is a new number one contender for a WWE title after winning a ladder match on Monday Night Raw. Greg Hamilton, speaking of releases, who was the announcer for WWE, has been released. I believe his wife, he just found out his wife was pregnant or something like that. He had news just like a month ago. And was she, did she have COVID or something? He was like really like, I remember out of it. He says it's a mutual decision, but that's his business. Tommy Dreamer has back, has gotten back to his job at Bust Open Radio. And so, that's good, you know. I don't think he should punish for forever. You know, probably just a little short-term suspension. I don't think he needs to keep his mouth shut on about that topic. That's that's it. Um, and hacksaw Jim Duggan has been du- diagnosed with prostate cancer. Jr. has skin cancer. He has not given an update since, but we have gotten an update on hacksaw Jim Duggan since it was announced he had prostate cancer and he had successful surgery. So good kicking off to you, hacksaw Jr. Your thoughts are in, your prayers are in, how do you say that? You're in my prayers. Yeah, sorry about that. Um, but that's just crazy to me. That, that's a weird week. But then we're getting to the weirdest story of them all. And then, well, I mean weird, it's freaking weird. So, for a good while now, I remember in 2005, let's tell us a little story. I remember I went to my first ever live event show wrestling. First ever. And it was SummerSlam 2005. For those of you who don't know what that is, is it, why is it significant? 
it is the one and only match of Shawn Michaels versus Hulk Hogan ever. And so you on that card you had, and I didn't realize this. I remember someone asked me, or when people asked me, but maybe I remember was one person asked me, "Hey, who have you seen live wrestle that you're really proud you saw?" I forget about this show because it was my first one, and because I remember I was super excited. It was the first time I, could, I bought my own ticket. It was in D.C. at the time. I think it was called the MCI Center or whatever. It's not called that anymore. It's called something else. And I remember I was like. <laughs> I called someone up. I won't put their name out there because it might embarrass them. I know, I know you listen to the show. I said, yo, I got my first ticket to a wrestling show. It's awesome. They couldn't have been any more underwhelmed. I was like, oh, okay. I guess I'm a little excited about this. I'll go, you know, throw my head through glass. <laughs> and so, obviously, the draw was Shawn Michaels versus Hogan. I mean, he was a Shawn Michaels fan. But when I think about that card and what happened later that year and what happened three years or two years later, I saw Chris Benoit who made Orlando Jordan tap out in seconds. We saw Matt Hardy versus Edge in a short match. JBL versus uh, Batista. Freaking Eddie Guerrero in that ladder match for custody of Dominic Mysterio. I was there for that. And I forget it. I don't know how I forget that. But I remember one time someone said, did you ever see Eddie Guerrero? I'm like, nah, I never did. But then I was talking about, I said, like, I did see Eddie Guerrero live. Like, I, I, for, for some reason, I just forget about this night. But I saw a lot of people who are just, you look up later on, like, most of them aren't even here with us. And it's kind of eerie, but at the same time, it's like, wow, you know. Anyways, um, so I remember at the time, the match we're going to get to is John Cena versus Chris Jericho. So I remember... I was watching Raw a few months prior. All I hear is these boos. I'm like, why the fuck are they booing? You know what I'm saying? This guy's a face, right? Now, I mean, I'm going to mind you this. I was not a SmackDown guy as John Cena was ascending. As John Cena was ascending, he was mainly in the U.S. title scene. I was definitely over on Raw. I was definitely over on Raw a lot more. So I actually, like, as WWE Network came to be a thing, I just started watching more of that time frame. But I remember, I was like, what the, why the fuck are they doing? I, didn't, I just didn't get it. So I get to the MCI Center, and these two guys in front of me, and the guy, completely, the guy in front of me is completely ruining the show for me, right? And this says a lot, considering that I don't believe in spoiler alerts. But I'm sitting there, I'm excited, I'm at my first wrestling show. I'm like, man, I can't, I'm, I'm, first I'm seeing Chris Jericho live, Chris Jericho's one of my favorite wrestlers. And he was the ultimate Debbie Downer. Yeah, Jericho's leaving, he's gonna lose. I was like, oh, I was like, all right, you know, that's, all right, cool, whatever the fuck, right? Still excited to see him. Yeah, but he's losing. And finally, his friend said, what the fuck are you doing ruining the show, dude? Like, he's clearly excited to see Jericho. Let him see Jericho. Like, this was a real thing that happened. And I was like, at the end of it, like, by the time they went in the show, I was like, God damn, dude, he did kind of ruin the show for me. <laughs> you know, that's probably a good reason why I probably don't remember. But anyways, the point is, I remember they were booing the fuck out of him. And so this guy behind me was like, man, they've been booing for a while, you know, like they feel like he's being forced. And I was like, John Cena was just, I, I remember WrestleMania 20. Dude was super over. Like people were cheering. I'm like, what? How can this be? And I remember that night, oh my God, they booed the fuck out of him. And I was like, holy crap on the cracker. This is weird. And this wasn't, they hadn't gotten to let's go see the scene of things. Let's go see the scene of sucks yet. This is before, this predates that. 
but this was the beginning. This was like kind of like the, and then from the beat Jericho, and then Jericho to leave, it was kind of like, yeah, if they fully turned on him. Anyways, this is the same thing happened with MSK. I was like, why are people booing MSK? It's really fucking weird. Then a report comes out, which is one of the weirdest things I think I've ever read in my fucking life. Apparently, an old tweet from Carter Nash or Nash Carter, whatever the bleep his name is, resurfaced. And it was about Izzy. And I have not found this tweet. I've, it, no one said that he was being, it was, he was just critical of Izzy, which, all right, whatever, who cares? And apparently Izzy's family have gotten together with their group of friends and they have encouraged booing. And apparently NXT has had to move them from the hard cam to off screen so they wouldn't boo them. But because the CWC only holds like 165 people, you're going to notice boos, even if it's a smattering of boos. Well, then apparently after Carter Nash, Nash Carter, whatever his fucking name is, I think it's Nash Carter, had tweeted out, hey, 12 year, 12 year anniversary of my father's death, like, because he's really influenced by his dad. Um, apparently NXT officials got word that not Izzy's parents, but someone in their group was like, hey, let's chant your dad's dead, which reasons, and I can, be- I so can believe it, dude. It's just, it's just, I, why, I, I just believe it. Because I've, if you've been to wrestling shows, you've heard some fucking chants. So anyways, apparently this is the reason why MSK has been getting booed. A beef with Izzy's family. Reasons. But that just was like, I, I read about this last week, but I already recorded the show. So I was just like, I, I don't even know what the fuck this means. So that's why, that's why I just had to talk about it this week. But it is once again to add to the title of Weird Week. So anyways, MSK, they lose their tag team championships to Imperium, who finally add gold back to their uh, their stable, but they needed a win. They've been losing constantly, and they had they was feel like they were losing the direction. But this is based off this is Halloween Havoc predictions. I mean uh, results. Mandy Rose and Toxic Attraction get all the gold. Mandy Rose thanks to a returning Dakota Kai, who will not have. Will, I guess they had no plans for on the main roster because she did dark matches on the main roster. I guess they had nothing for her. We, I've been wondering where she's been. I just found out Asuka has an injury, which I didn't know. And Dakota Kai is dressed up as some druid. Nails Raquel in a no-DQ match with a shovel. Manny Rose hits a knee, gets her first championship belt in WWE, and she's the face of the women's division of NXT. I never would have called this. She's the face of the division, and she's the leader of her own faction. That's crazy to me. I would have never called that. I definitely think her in wrestling has gotten better. She's gone from being just a, a very much a very pretty woman to uh, a, very much the, advancing her talents. Um, only time will tell how good she will actually be in the end. Um, but Toxic Attraction then ended up winning the Tag Team Championships in the latter match where Dakota Kai took one hell of a bump. Apparently, she's she's good. But they pulled the trigger officially on Toxic Attraction. They didn't do the same for Braun Breaker. Braun Breaker had one of the funniest botches ever because it was just like his uncle. But he was busted open. He lost clean to Tommaso Ciampa. 
and Russell Volts was getting shit because he said it's supposed to be the coming out party for Braun Breaker. I don't think I thought they were going to give him the belt because I thought legitimately all titles were going to change as they were going to officially do the reboot of um, NXT. That's what I that's what I thought this was going to happen. Now he still had one hell of a showing with Tommaso Ciampa, so that's there's no losing in that in my opinion. But every other belt changed hands um, that could change hands that was on the line. And to me, them pulling the, the the trigger on Toxic Attraction, why not? You've been pushing them. See what they got. You know, and now you have Mandy Rose in this position. Let's see what she has. Let's freaking go, dude. Um, so congratulations to all the winners and all people who got themselves over even more on this show. Um, let's hit AEW, and then we're going to get out of here. Because you guys have gotten extra content for the Halloween show. I, we didn't even touch the Halloween show. Hope you guys enjoyed it. Thank you to Nico for coming on. Um, we recorded that uh, on Monday. So it just was... Uh, I've been act- People have been asking me to do it. And that's the best way I can do it. Because I just I don't have time to watch 85 different Halloween movies and, and whatever. Um, I better have no time to watch the shit I'm watching now. So, anyways. Uh, let's hit AEW up. In the main event of Dynamite, Dark Order beat the Elite... Thanks to Hangman Adam Page, which I you kind of saw it coming, the reveal of him being under the, the the puff guy, but it was done so well. The crowd loves Hangman. This is Hangman's time. He is going to be the next AEW World Heavyweight Champion, and to give the Dark Order a big win because the Elite have been winning for weeks and months. To give the the, the Dark Order a big win that was freaking awesome. Uh, CM Punk defeats Bobby Fish. John Moxley absolutely destroyed Dark Order, uh, number 10 of the Dark Order. Like, it was a squash, and Dark Order 10 was just there to be destroyed. Uh, Orange Cassidy, Lord have mercy on your freaking soul. Tony Nese is all elite. He has a sign. He has confirmed that he is signed um, to AEW. Um, Sheeta and Serena Deeb. First of all, Sheeta gets her 50th win. Awesome. They have great chemistry. This match got more time than the previous one. This match was better. I And I was on my seat like, holy crap, is she going to get her 50th win? Because I legit thought they were going to have Steve go over again and then de- and deprive her of that 50th win. But after what happened last time, it had to be she to defeating Serena Deeb. It had to be, you know. And then she got the win, but it came at a cost. Deeb is full heel, beat the hell out of her. Um, essentially, she's going to lose to Nala Rose in the next round. If she can compete. You know, because she got beat down pretty good. So, it, it, even if they even if they allow her, air quotes again, to compete, she's not winning that match. So, it's, this feud's clearly going to um, continue. But they have great chemistry. Serena Deeb is awesome. I know some people really want Serena Deeb to, to advance. But you you're, you have Serena Deeb versus Nala Rose at that point. And I don't think, first of all, this clear. This is this is the feud. This is the issue. This is gonna keep them both out of the title picture, whether it's the TBS championship, whether it's the T, um, excuse me, the uh, women's championship. No matter what, Nyla Rose was not losing the next round match. And then in the next round, we have Ruby Soho versus Chris Statlander. I just can see the meme of just fire. That's gonna be a fantastic match. But this match was freaking awesome. MJF wins a squash match where uh, Excalibur had a great line. He said, MJF 
doing his quarterly monthly duties of wrestling or quarterly duties of wrestling which is funny he won a squash match talk trash darby returned as the invisible man challenging mjf to a match at full gear so that's I don't know if it's official, but it's uh, official. Let's just be real. Sammy Guevara retained the TNT Championship, as now we will have to wait until this Wednesday to find out who uh, from America's top team will be in that match at full gear with versus the inner circle. Cody Rhodes comes out, cuts a promo, says he'll never turn. And I got some booze for it. Um, it was a very interesting promo. I thought it was a good promo. It was very interesting in the regard of I don't know what they're expecting. I don't think the the crowd is going to turn back and cheer him. The, the fans really want to turn heel. And that's all interesting meme, right? Or post. Use a post. So a very interesting post. Someone said Cody Rhodes 2021 is Roman Reigns 2016. I took a step back and I was like, ooh. We're going to get something with Roman Reigns in a second. I said, ooh. Hmm. Hey, think about that. And I agree. I agree wholeheartedly. They're diff- it's di- where it's different is that Cody has all these things. And Big E just said it. Because Big E was on uh, Hot 97 with Ebro and, and, and Rosenberg and Laura Styles. And uh, Ebro said, man, you would be a great freaking bad guy. He said, yeah. But in order to be a bad guy, I can't do a lot of things I want to do. I can't be promoting shows, being a happy, nice guy. You can do it. It's possible. But it's harder to do it without having to be in character at some point in time and heal on somebody. I was like, oh, that's a good point. I just don't think everything Cody has going on, he can do it. Now, if they cancel Rose to the top, if he's not doing anything else he's doing, yeah. But honestly, he also may not have any interest in being a bad guy. Unless he knows the direction Tony Khan wants to go fully. He's maybe, I just, he's maybe like, I just don't care to do it. Anyways. Um, it was a very interesting promo. And then it ends with Andrade coming out. And it's clearly leading to a tag team match at full gear. Where it's going to be Andrade, Malachi Black versus Pac and Cody. Which will be a fun tag team match. But I just don't think you guys are going to get what you want. And maybe until, not until Cody, maybe two years from now, where we finally get that heel turn from Cody. And we, and, we, and honestly, the only reason I see us even getting a heel turn that far down the road is if he finally snaps because he has nothing going on and says, I need that AEW World Heavyweight Championship. I need that. This is my company. Like, you get what I'm saying? But um, it was very, very interesting. Speaking of Roman Reigns. So Moose put out a tweet just saying how he's the best champion in wrestling, right? Which, all right. What do you, what do you want someone to say? Yeah, man, that guy he's much better than me. I have the second weight belt. No, no one's gonna say that. Well, apparently Moose didn't get good feedback from that. From that. So then I read this tweet from Moose. Okay, I totally understand you are all mad about things said yesterday and things done over the weekend. But damn, some of you guys crossed the line with DMing me, messaging me, racist and homophobic things. It's fucking 2021. Grow the fuck up. Fuck. Speaking of toxic fandom and Roman Reigns, what did you guys want him to fucking say? The Impact finally pulled the trigger on him. 
a lot of people, including myself, thought he was going to get the Impact World title from Kenny Omega, but they had to go around to, to other ways of doing it. But he is officially a World Heavyweight Champion. He deserves it. He's a badass. Even though I think he could have been a better face champion, we're going to see what he does to the hill. But what did, you, what did you want him to say? Roman Reigns has been destroying AEW and CM Punk for weeks. And you guys applaud it. Grow up. It's not that serious. Life is too fucking short. Anyways, I actually have this week's show recorded, this Wednesday show recorded, the the finale of Teen, uh, of Titans, excuse me, um, my thoughts on season two, excuse me, season three, where we think we go in season four, et cetera, et cetera. Um, I hope you guys enjoy. hope you guys enjoyed uh, last, uh, oh, the show yesterday as well, the Halloween show. Hope you enjoyed your holiday weekend. It was a great weekend, hopefully, for you guys, a safe weekend. Um, my name is Slow Chemical. I'll listen to you. You guys will listen to me this Wednesday. Be safe.